With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. time it is welcome back to coast to coast uh, it's little 2k br716 we are fully in all evening mode uh discussing the buffalo bills um so today's episode we're going to be discussing um some of the offseason moves that, that have recently transpired uh we're going to talk about some of these prospects and uh, we're going to release another mock draft. Brian, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. How about yourself, Whittle? I'm good, man. I'm, I'm, I've, had a, I've had a really good week. Uh, outside of the Bills not uh, playing on Sunday, I've had a really good week, man. That's what I love really to hear. That's, that's the best news right there, my friend. Best yes, news. Sir. Excellent. Yes, sir, man. So, um... I know I didn't. Uh, I, I I got caught up in a uh, movie, <laughs> so uh, the prep work is is kind of there, but it's not. It's not what it what it what it what I what I wanted it to be fully. But it's mm-hmm. not, it's it's the well, first thing we're going to discuss. First first thing we're going to discuss is uh, the Bills continue to get younger at uh, at. at, at uh, in the, in the, uh, coaching staff, mm-hmm. uh, what are your thoughts? Well, yeah, I mean, some very interesting hires that, you know, we're going to go one by one with, and another interesting thing, cause you know, the bills were people would joke that we're Carolina North. Yeah. You know, we're going to take any coaches that yep. had Carolina Panther ties and 
if you look at Ronald Curry and you know, we're going to get into him, we're going to get into Jamil Adai and Christian Taylor, they, they've kind of bucked the trend there. And I, I think that combined with the resumes we're going to go over, I, I think it's a, it's a very refreshing sight that we're seeing from one Bill's drive right now. Right. So uh, Donald, Ron, Donald, Ronald Curry, uh, to the Buffalo Bills uh, from the Saints mm-hmm. as a, a quarterbacks coach. And I wonder if, I wonder if him coming to the Bills signifies anything for Deontay Hardy. I didn't even think about that angle because Hardy came from the Saints. And if he's coming over as the quarterback's coach and passing game coordinator, wouldn't he want to have a guy that he's familiar with? Uh, You know, Hardy was there when he was there. I didn't even think about that until just now. It's crazy. Um, no, there's, there could very well be truth to that. And just to give a tip of the cap to our buddy Kevin Massari, he had a, a tweet earlier. What about Jameis Winston? Right? And we were talking about the backup quarterback situation. Ooh. I mean, I I'm not sure how the money would work in that scenario, Whittle. But just from a familiarity standpoint, from a skill set standpoint, we know Winston's got the goods. Just something, yeah. just, just, a, just something to. I thought it was a great tweet by Kevin. Just something to think about. You know, Curry's going to be familiar with Winston. Maybe there could be a connection there. Maybe Winston's at that point in his career where he wants to go to a winner. So that well, just yeah, keep that going. makes sense. That makes sense. Um. So go, go ahead, go ahead, bro. Oh no, I was just I was just looking at Curry's resume. I mean, it's a very impressive resume. He's been with the Saints for eight years. He was an offensive assistant, wide receivers coach, and the quarterbacks coach. I like the fact that he's been it's been a it's a pretty diverse background in terms of positions. And you know, he has worked with when he worked with uh Andy Dalton, he had his best uh completion percentage of his career. I mean, he hasn't had a when he's been with the Saints, this wasn't he has he wasn't working with the saints of yesteryear with Drew Brees and all the amazing weapons that they had. So there were injury problems there that they had. And, and I think what, for what he worked with, I thought he did a pretty good job with the saints. I mean, did this, I mean, were the saints a top team? No, but if you look at the injuries and suspensions and things that they had there, I I think he did a pretty solid job. So we'll we'll see, we'll see what he could bring to Buffalo. So I'm pretty excited to see what he can do. Michael Tom, I think Michael Thomas had one of his best years uh, while mm-hmm. uh, Ronald Curry was the wide receiver coach there. So mm-hmm. uh, that's going to be excellent. You know, we're talking about uh, getting younger at that, especially at that wide receiver two position. That's a, a guy that's going to have to, uh, you know, be able to run pretty much the entire route tree. Uh, and, and he's going to need to be able to run it very early. And he's going to need to be consistent. Um we're catching the football, so I'm sure there are going to be some technique things that uh, he'll be able to share with uh, with whoever the you know the wide receiver coach ends up being. Um, so, you know, I, I'm I'm looking forward to. Well, I thought we yeah, but didn't we get a new wide receiver coach already? I believe the same one from last year. Yeah, yes. we didn't change. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, I obviously he's not gonna. I don't think he's gonna come in and overstep his boundaries, but. You know, listen, this is a team effort. So um, if he can add some uh, insight to uh, to the young guys and, and, and help them get more prepared to play with Josh Allen, that's that's going to be excellent. Shakir had a great year last year. Stephon Diggs, steady Eddie always, you know, 100-plus catches, 11, 1,200 yards, 8, 9 touchdowns, whatever. Like, he he does that. You, you can just pencil it in. You can, you can mark it down with a Sharpie at this point. Um, J- Jamil a day a die. I don't know. I think how to it's say like it. I, th- I think it's like Joseph a die. That's what I I I. But I I thought the pronunciation was a die. But I could be I could be wrong yeah. on that. Well, I mean, listen, we'll we'll get to know this gentleman uh, very very soon. He's the new cornerbacks coach. I had uh, I think I had two drinks today. Um, in not celebration. For- John Butler leaving, but celebration that Kyrie is free. 
Kyrie is now free. Uh, I'm expecting big things from from uh, from two four man. I mm-hmm. I, I love I love his talent. I love his ability. Um, I you know I've been a big uh, a big proponent of. I've been a big voice for Kyrie getting an opportunity. I think he got a raw deal last year, uh, so it's it's gonna be good, man. And and what I like about these moves, um, what I like about these moves is that they're they're choosing the talent, you know, and that's all. That's not always a good thing, but I, in this situation, I think it is um, based on the the quality of the players and the quality of the people. Um, I'm, I'm very, very excited to see what Kyrie puts together uh, going forward. Uh, Christian Taylor is the defensive quality control coach. I have no idea what that guy does, but, hey, man, he's young. Uh, he looks like, from his picture, he looks like he's uh, on a job interview. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, he does. You're right. <laughs> hey, look, if you like it, I love it. I'll take it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy that these guys are getting younger. Uh, the only old guy that we want to keep is the one working with the offensive line. Let's not touch him. Okay. He's doing a great job. Let, let's leave him alone. But I mean, if you look at Joe Brady off Defensive coordinator, Bobby Babbage Jr., defensive coordinator. Um, you know, they're bringing in Curry. They're bringing in these guys. These guys are all young. Uh, Curry played in the NFL for like seven years. He was a former quarterback, switched over to wide receiver. So, I, I like, this is a really, really good move for mm-hmm. uh, that quarterback coach, I think. Just, want to, just for the simple fact that, there's going to there's always some miscommunication between quarterbacks and wide receivers, and now you have a quarterback and wide receiver as a quarterback's head coach, who's also been a wide receiver's head coach, who's also the passing game coordinator. So now I am expecting, I am expecting big things from uh, a communication standpoint. I'm mm-hmm. expecting more. I'm, I'm expecting better execution from his offense when the ball's going in the air. Um, so, yeah, the, the future the future seems kind of bright. Um, but, of course, they got to get out on the field and and, and, and make it happen. Um, but what what are your thoughts on 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 the direction that the, the Bills are going at this point? Well, yeah, it seems that uh, just kind of reading over, uh, Jameel Adai has got a lot of, of experience in the college ranks. Uh, recently in the same with Christian Taylor. Christian Taylor does have a William and a Mary tie. Perhaps that's where McDermott comes into play there because I believe he was a William Mary when he was with Mike Tomlin, if I remember yeah. that correctly. So there there could be something there. But maybe that ten maybe that leads to the fact we have ten draft picks this year. Maybe they're looking for those kind of coaches that could develop that understand the you know, players better coming out of college. So that's that's one thing. But you know you're seeing Whittle, you're seeing just a more assortment of coaches looking our way now. I think this is what this really tells me. It's not just us hiring friends of Sean, so to speak, right? Right. We're right. we're we're getting got a guy like Ronald Curry takes this lateral move. He's probably looking and saying, "Listen, they got Josh Allen, they got Stefan Diggs, they got Dalton Kincaid, they got ten picks. There's something really great going on up there that could propel Ronald Curry to an OC job." And who knows what else that could do? College, you know, he wants to be a college head coach, maybe an NFL head coach. You know, this could be the stepping stone that he needs to take to get there at some point. So, you know, we're becoming that team that these coaches are looking at. These aren't your uncle's bills anymore, right? We're not rolling with Kyle Orton. You know, we're not desperate for coaches. We're not like certain teams out there that have coaches back out, stuff like that. We're we're being sought out. So I think that that's the real, again, I'm not, I don't know these coaches at their most intimate level, you know, and how, you know, from an expertise level, but just reading over their resumes and also just with Curry, he did work with uh, Sean Payton. So, you know, he's worked with a lot of of great talent in New Orleans and coaching. So I'm really excited to see what he could bring. 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I want to get into. I was gonna release mock number two, but I'm gonna skip mock two, mock number two, this week. I'm gonna skip okay. it and go into mock three, because I got some prep work to do for mock two because okay. of the players that are on there that are featured. Um, what I, I think what I'm gonna do is I think what we can do is we'll do mock three today and next week, and then do mock number two. Well, I'll just change it. Mock number three is now mock two. And mock number two is now mock three. So, um, but this is how this is how the the off season works. When <laughs> I'm I'm watching, like when I'm watching these players, I, I'll go and and I, I listen. I'm I'm not doing anything that anybody else out there can't do. I go to YouTube. I pull up the uh, whatever school they play for. I pull up the school, the season, the offense versus whatever and then i just leave the rest blank and it gives it gives me you know sometimes three or four sometimes eight or nine um Mm -hmm. games to choose from where i can just watch the offensive snaps of player whatever now i take that you got to pay attention because you're looking for a certain individual and they don't always especially when you're talking about why i guess it's easy with offensive linemen because if you're the left tackle, you're the left tackle. If you're the mm-hmm. center, you're the center. That's it. Uh, tight end, easy to pick out. You know, running back, same thing. Quarterback, same thing. But receivers, they move around so much. Um, what I did not have to do, and I do like this about uh, this player that we're about to feature, I did not have to search high and low to find out where he was on the field. And – Everybody watched this kid shine at Florida State. So I'm not even going to get into, you know, what we saw at Florida State. He was excellent at Florida State. We we, we all know that. But what I am going to get into is Michigan State. And, you know, when you talk about the Bills, especially this past year, it's actually been like two years this has been the issue. Um we don't have an issue getting to the 20. We don't have an issue getting into the red zone. We always have an issue punching that thing in, man. Whether mm-hmm. it's running it in with the running back or finding, you know, uh, somebody to get open and separate in the end zone, it's always been difficult. Mm-hmm. And I think that this player has the frame and the skill set to eradicate that. I think that it is not a problem anymore when you get this monster on your team. Okay? Drum roll. This is Keon Coleman, ladies and gentlemen. Six foot four. It says 215. I think he's probably 220. He'll probably weigh in somewhere around 220, 225. Um, and, it's, and it's all muscle, dog. Like, bro is rocked up. You know, uh, he is he is a specimen, you know, pause, but it is what it is. The dude is uh he's exactly what you're looking for. Six or four, two plus two hundred plus um athletic as all get out. If you look at the numbers down there, uh you know, they see six four, you see all of that. Uh he should run under four five. They're saying they're estimating he'll run the four four five. I think he might actually run a little bit faster than that. I think he's gonna I think he's gonna come in, you know, between four four and uh four 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 five, you know, somewhere around that that area. Uh if he does that, that's fine. The kid has a 45 inch vertical. At six foot four. 45 inch vertical. Um I can't wait to see this kid at the uh, at the combine. That way, they'll measure the arm length. They'll measure the hand. Uh, the, I think his hand size might be up there, but they'll measure all of that stuff, and we'll get accurate uh, uh, measurements on, on this kid. And, and the agility drills for me are going to be so important. I, I got to see this kid do do his three cone. I need to see you know his ten yard splits. Mm-hmm. I need to see all of that. 
I need to see him run that wide receiver gauntlet because, um, you know, that's going to tell me, you know, if if what, you know, that's going to that's going to let me know where in the first round this kid's probably going to go, right? Um, if the numbers stay the same, you know, so what they're they think they're going to come out to be, I think we're I think he'll he'll be I think he'll be around twenty eight. We may have to move up a few slots. You know, Brandon Bean loves to move up to go snatch a guy that he likes. I think they like this kid. I know everybody's talking about we need speed, we need speed, we need speed. But do we? Do we like? I know we need speed, but do we need blazing speed, or do we just need a guy faster than Gabe Davis? Because I think the answer is B. Right. I, and I agree with that. I think it's nice to have a speed threat on the team. I don't think it's a deal breaker, though. I think you just need a guy faster than Gabe Davis. I think you need a guy that really can make um, impact plays down the field. And listen, if you go back and watch the season, we took our shots down the field. That that was It was not a problem to take shots down the field. We just didn't convert them. You know, Josh was off. He missed digs a bunch of times. Listen, if Josh and Diggs connect, well, if Josh is accurate and hits Diggs, half of the misses, if, if half of his misses down the field of Diggs of 30-plus yard targets or 40-plus yard targets, let's go with 30-plus. 30 30-plus 30 yard targets down the field. If Josh is more accurate and – Connects on half of those. Diggs is probably a hundred and you know hundred and fifteen catches, hundred and ten catches, 12, 12 maybe thirteen hundred yards. Probably a couple more touchdowns as well. We're having a totally different conversation about both players at that point. We're talking about Josh being the shoe in, like the the overall favorite for the MVP, and Stephon Diggs being. An all pro and wide receiver. That's what we're talking about. So um no more golf, Josh. Just go call Jordan <laughs> Palmer. Get on a plane. Let's get let's get to work. Let's get to work. It's time. Like let's get to work. Uh, but I, I really I'm I'm really starting to warm up to Keon Coleman. He is young too. He's 20. He'll be, mm. I think he'll be 20 at the draft as well. I was talking wow. to uh Kush. Yeah, I was talking to Kush and Ben um in a space earlier about, about Keon. You know, um Ben Ben is like the Keon Coleman guru. Like he knows Keon Coleman. Like he's I mean, he's a he's a Florida State fan. Um yep. and he went to scout. He was doing some work on Jaden Reed uh last year, last offseason, mm-hmm. and Jaden was at Michigan State. Well, so was Keon Coleman. So he got a chance to – that's where he got acclimated to Keon, and then Keon transfers to Florida State. That's his team. He watched them all year. That kid is electric. He is electric. Mm-hmm. His release package is excellent. Um, he's a big body too, like, you know, 200-plus. And that's important because we go up against Sauce Gardner twice a year. Yep. And the corners um, are getting bigger around the league too. Right. It, it's uh, – but, you know, if you, you – know, Little, I don't know as much about this about Keen Coleman as as Ben or you, but if I went to a lab and had to build a wide receiver, Keen Coleman would be pretty close to the ideal build for what I'd be looking for, right? I mean, just uh, just look at yeah. the six four to two fifteen to contest how he is on contested passes in the red zone. You know, they I, I was reading that they said his route running maybe need yeah, you know, but he's got room to 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 grow. He's only twenty years old. By the way, we have one of the best route runners. In the league, in the NFL, maybe in the NFL, the last twenty plus years, and Stefan Diggs. If you counted the ten best route runners you've seen the last twenty years, Stefan Diggs' name has a good chance of being a one of those ten. So we we have a guy there that could that Kean could look at and meant you know and replicate some of the moves. And it's definitely going to help him. So I, it, there's so many good things to like about King Coleman. Like you said, we have ten picks. I can't see us using all 10 picks in this draft whittle. Now, no. again, we haven't gone through free agency yet. I would, we're, you know, we're not going to be 
yeah, we're not we're not we're not we're not shopping at, at high end places here for free agency, right? We're gonna be going, you know, you know you go to Walmart and you get those DVDs in the back, you're trying to go into those little bins to try to find those gems. I mean, that's what Bear Debreed's gonna be doing, right? But we're gonna kind right. we're gonna get a few players, right? We're gonna bring some players back. So we have to see we're not gonna be able to maybe use all ten picks to make the roster. So why not move up to, to the top fifteen to get the get a key on Coleman, to get a guy right. that we can to be a, a a stud wide receiver for us for the next decade. And you said only 20 years old, that, that makes him even more enticing to me. Right. Um, but with that, uh, I, I want to take a look at, uh, some of his numbers. So, um, freshman year, obviously he didn't do much, you know, whatever, but, uh, sophomore year, man, 58, like his numbers look like Kate Davis's numbers. Mm-hmm. Except Gabe Davis is playing with Josh Allen and Keon Coleman's playing with a Peyton something, Peyton, Peyton Thorne or something, and, and Jordan Travis. Like when you look at like I'm gonna put them back up real quick. When you look at these numbers, you have to take into account the talent that they're playing against. In, in the Big Ten, he's going up against Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin. Um, Minnesota when they're good, uh, Indiana, Illinois, which is which has become uh, defensive back university, university East mm-hmm. uh, after Washington, um, Penn State. You know, like they're they're not playing. It's not playing against scrubs. And in the ACC, no. you got Florida. You know. Florida State, they they play Florida. You know that's a rivalry game. You have mm-hmm. Clemson, which is usually good. Um, North Carolina, mm-hmm. North Carolina is usually good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think is Louisville in the ACC. I don't. They I don't are. Think, yeah, With all this conference realignment, I gotta yeah, admit, there's a couple that get lost in the shuffle, but yeah. I believe that they are. But I mean, the kids' numbers are great. Seven touchdowns and sophomore. Uh, on a really bad Michigan team, Michigan State team, and 11 touchdowns, uh, 11 touchdowns of Florida State this year um, with with his quarterback missing basically the last three games of the season. So, I mean, you can only imagine what he would have looked like uh, if he if he got an opportunity to, you know, to play with his guy, the last, his quarterback the last uh, – the last couple games of the season. Uh, but one thing about Keon that that to me separates him from some of the other receivers that might be around there. And I'm talking when I'm for me, it's 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 the physicality, the athleticism, and just the sheer competitiveness that he has. Like the dude is if the ball's up there, he's gonna come down with it. You know, six foot four. 40, 45 inch vertical. Now, this is where, this is what does it for me, right? This is what does it for me. When I've talked to other Bills fans, and they talk about, you know, when you look at Cincinnati, right? Cincinnati, you got Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd, and mm-hmm. the Chiefs, they got Travis Kelsey. When all else fails, Burrow is throwing the ball up. Chase or Higgins is down there somewhere. I'm going to put the ball in their vicinity and expect that my guy's going to come down with it. When all else fails, Mahomes is going to Kelsey. I don't care if you got three guys on. He's going to Kelsey, and he's expecting Kelsey to come down with that football. Keon is that type of player. When I watch this kid play, I see Six foot four, Jamar Chase type player, just wow. ultra competitive, athletic is all get out, snatches the ball out of the air with his hands, and is always looking to turn up field and get more yards after the catch. One thing I love about Keon Coleman, and listen, you can go and pull up any videos of Keon from this year. And you'll see all of that. You'll see. You'll see exactly what I'm talking about. Where this kid will come across the middle of the field with a defender draped on his back, 
and snatch the ball out of the air, spin off of that tackle, and turn upfield. That's what we've been missing. We've been missing that guy. Can you imagine? You remember the play where Diggs caught the ball and he had Kohu on his back. Kohu had already drawn a flag. Diggs catches the football. Josh delivers it. Diggs catches the ball. He spins off of Kohu. Uh, Safety comes over. When he spins off of Kohu, the safety ends up hitting Kohu and falling to the ground and digs up the feet, up the sideline for a touchdown. Imagine having two guys that, that are capable of that type of play. Mm-hmm. Well, we do have Shakir, and he's capable of that as well because we've seen him do the same thing. Catch the football, nearly come to the ground with a defender, you know, uh, in, the, in, in, the, in, the, in close proximity. Turn around, turn up field, and get into the end zone. Now you're talking about having three guys that are capable of that. Oh, and 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 the guy that we're talking about adding to the mix of receivers that we already have is six foot five. I mean, six foot four and two hundred and twenty plus. Um, one other thing I'm, I'm going to talk about with, with Keon Coleman is his ability to work off script. I love it. He mm-hmm. he works off a script with the quarterback. Makes himself available, uh, attacks every corner, every route, every time he comes off the snap. And he's an excellent run blocker as well. But I pulled up a little video, and I don't know how many times this is going to loop, but uh, y'all got to see this, man. Just just, just watch the route. Just watch the route. Uh, I mean, just watch the play develop, and then, you know, just check out the just let's just check out the outcome. Got it. Ooh. That's an old sugar honey iced tea. It's now let's 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 I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna go back. Pay attention to down and distance. Let's roll it. Wow. That's fourth and three. Mm-hmm. And it's against Washington. You know what defensive backs have come out of Washington over the last few years? Trent McDuffie came from Washington. Like they, they don't put out bad. They they put out a lot of talent at at, at corner at, at at defensive back. And again, this is this is Keon as a sophomore with a bad. With, with with poor quarterback play and on a bad Michigan State team. Let's watch it again. This mm-hmm. is fourth and three. You're down 22 to nothing. This dude is off script on a double team, still comes back to the football, makes himself available, comes down with it in the end zone. Touchdown. I love fourth it. and three, that's some money. You got to have it. We have not had that guy. We have not had that type of target. Mm-mm. We have the opportunity to get that at 28 now. Yes, we do. Whittle, we have a question from Gene in the chat. But Whittle, let's be real. Does he create much separation? Wanted to talk about his, his ability to separate. Uh, how do you feel about that in particular? Um, I think that he separates enough. And to be honest, when you're six foot four, and you have a 45-inch vertical, when you're trying to get down the field, I, I don't care if, you know, he he's going to come down. He, he's going to compete for the football. That's what I want because I watched Gabe Davis against Sauce Gardner, and the ball went right through his hands on a game we should have won. That was uh, the 2022 season. We lost to the Jets. In MetLife, I was at that game. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, me, me and Lee Sean was at that game. We had to walk out of there with our heads down because we lost. And a perfectly thrown ball down the field, and Gabe didn't come up with it. Keon Coleman is going to come. If he's not making that catch, he's going to draw the flag because he's going to compete at the catch point. Gabe didn't compete at the catch point enough for us. Not enough for not enough for me. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, 
that's where I'm at. Uh, I think he tracks the ball well. Uh, I think that he looks to catch with his hands first. He's big and physical enough to catch the ball and uh, go over the middle, absorb contact, and still and still hold on to it. That's a big deal for me. Um, too many times we 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 had to stop running slants because you couldn't trust you couldn't tr- who, who can you trust? The only guy they throw a slant to is Diggs. So mm-hmm. now you got another guy. You potentially can get another guy that you know will be able to run that run that route, make the make the catch and 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 absorb the contact and still hold on to it. So uh I I I'm I, I'm loving it. I'm loving that kid, man. Yep. He, he, Jason he's an abs- Yeah, if Jason asked can he beat man press? I'm again oh, yeah. I have yeah. yeah. Bro, listen, man who who man pressing him? Who? Sauce? Sauce He's 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 bigger than Sauce. Sauce ain't man pressing mm-hmm. him. Is Tariq Willen going man pressing? Maybe he might try it. Yep. But he'll he'll get he'll get he'll get Tariq turned around. I, I I like this kid a lot. I like him a lot, man. Which brings me to mock draft that, that we're releasing today. We we'll go with mock three. Here we go. All right. I got Keon in the first round. All right. Keon Coleman. I'm not a big fan of Tyler Newbin, but I didn't see any value with the safeties or defensive line. And I, I didn't, I'm not taking – I wasn't taking another receiver that high, man. So, um, you know, I let that guy slide. I took Tyler Newbin. I, I – whatever. Like, if he can play – I mean, he's he was good for Minnesota. I I, I got to see what he – I got to see what the combine looks like. He's got to mm-hmm. run – he's got to run like a 4-5 for me. He's got to run like around a four or five, you know, no, no higher than a four or five, five. If, if, if he's higher than that, I'm, I'm good, bro. We don't need him. Mason Smith, six, six, three, fifteen, 315, uh, defensive tackle, uh, can play on the edge if needed, but um, yeah, he's, he's a big boy, man. This is, he's a, he's a big, big boy. Um, and, and mm-hmm. it's got, it got some pass rush pop as well. So, uh, uh, putting him next to uh, Ed Oliver on third down is going to be interesting. Very interesting for the other yeah, with Rousseau, with Rousseau um, at 6'7 and at 6'6. Wow, that would be incredible. Yeah. And AJ, AJ's what, what AJ's 6'6 as well. So, yep. you know, I'm, I, I'm, I'm speaking into existence. AJ's coming back. Uh, please, nice. Beam, make it happen. Uh, Brady McGregor, six foot six as well. He's about two hundred and forty-five pounds, two fifty-ish. Uh, edge rusher, very good, very good against the run. Athletic kid. Um, not a lot, of, not a ton of production in Michigan. I mean, but it's the Michigan defense, so you know he's playing behind NFL players. Um, then I took like a, a trade down because Malik Mustafa got drafted, and I was going to take him at safety, but. James Williams, I bring this kid up, and I drafted him because our defensive back coach, Coach Ware last year, or for the last two years, University of Miami. Mm -hmm. It just makes sense that we get one of them. And this is the one that makes, to me, James Williams makes the most sense because of his size. He's like 6'4". Six five, something like that. About two fifteen, two twenty. That to me is a hybrid. He's a hybrid player. You stick him in safety if you need to. Play him in the box. He's like another linebacker. You know who he reminds me of from a from a build standpoint. Marquise Bell, out of uh, I think he went to FAMU. I think he went to I think he went to FAM or UAB. Might have been okay. UAB. Uh, Marquise Bell plays for the Dallas Cowboys. Six foot four, two hundred and twenty pounds. Ran a ridiculous like four three seven, something like that. Now I don't know if James Williams is going to run that fast, but Marquise Bell plays linebacker for the Cowboys. Doesn't play safety. Give me James Williams. Allow him to be the backup safety. 
and allow him to, you know, allow him to play your third safety or, you know, a backup role uh, at safety, obviously some special teams. He can also be a backup linebacker. And if we got to deal with Travis Kelsey, there we go. Six foot five safety, 220 pounds. You go guard Kelsey and give our linebackers a break. Makes sense to me. Uh, Justin Rogers, defensive tackle out of uh, Auburn, six foot three, three hundred and like thirty, three hundred thirty, three hundred forty pounds. Big boy, big run stuffer. Um, just, I, I think the value in the fifth round is is was that fifth? Yeah, it's the fifth round. Yeah, um, fifth round. The value in the fifth round is, I, I just, you know, I think it's, I think that's that's pretty good. Sam Hartman. Impressed me at the uh, Senior Bowl. I thought he was really good. Uh, I would be comfortable with him. Um, I got to see him. I, I want to see him play against. Uh, I want to see him play in the preseason and things like that. If we draft him, I'd like to see him play in the preseason. But I think he. I think he's a really smart kid. He looked really good at the Senior Bowl. Just made correct decision after correct decision after correct decision. Uh, Trey Taylor, safety out of Air Force. I mean, Brandon Bean loves character. Uh, McDermott loves character guys. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you get you getting a kid from one of the from one of the uh, the military uh, academies. Uh, that's character. Like that's that might be the definition of it. You know, service and all of the, all those other beautiful things that that we expect mm-hmm. from our military men and women. Um, yeah, but he's got the speed and 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 uh coverage ability, I think, to to come in and 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 actually start, um, uh, you know, quite early. Uh, if not, if not, we want uh Zachary Franklin, we'll get into him in a second, and Carson Steele. I don't, I mean, you out there at LA, I don't know if you know, you know who he is. Yes, yeah. I've seen Bro, him a few times at UCLA. I called him the bond. I watched UCLA play a couple games this year. I'm like, who is this blonde-haired mm-hmm. bowling ball that they keep rolling through? The, the, he's huge. <laughs> he's huge. Yes. Yep. He's like 230 pounds. Like the dude is big. Six foot one, two, two twenty, two thirty. What a I, perfect I compliment him. for James Cook. What a perfect, perfect compliment. compliment. Perfect compliment. I'm going to get into his film a little bit more uh, probably this weekend. Um, I'm also going to get into some James Williams stuff, and I'm going to see what I can pull up for Brayton McGregor and Mason Smith. I'm going to get into him as well. Um, But Zachary Franklin, I want to highlight this guy. out. I I try to make sure that, you know, I do a, a Pretty complete job. I like to go and um, pull up pull up players that you know that, that a third round that a day three guys that that may come in and make an impact. And I mean, you know, we'll we'll see we'll see uh, how 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 my how my draft eye works how, how it looks at the end of this year. But um, this kid Zakari Franklin, man, I watched him uh, when he put when he popped up on. He popped up on uh, on draft radar last year. I thought he was coming out, and I'm like, "Yo, this dude, <laughs> this dude is like, he's got this, he's got digs, he's got digs potential in the route running, and his hands are huge. Like he's got other mitts. He catches everything with his hands. Extremely productive in college." Yes, he went to UTSA, University of Texas, San Antonio. Cool, we got it. Mm-hmm. UTSA is not a great school. They played Houston. They played uh, Texas. Mm-hmm. They played Illinois. Um, they played like Air Force. They played a bunch of a bunch of schools, but like they really, you know, they played Army. Uh, I think they played Army last year. At uh, UTSA, but yo, this kid is this kid is a dog, man. Um, Sakari Franklin, six foot one, 
185, 190, whatever. Uh, they got him clocked in as about a four or five k running. Um, but if you get, if you can, you see his hand measurements in there. Hand measurements. No, right? I do not see it. No. All right. So this is the wrong one. Cool. I will tell you what they are. I have it right here on my phone. I absolutely, I, I love this kid. Like, I, I think this kid's going to be, things going to be pretty good. Uh, let's let's go with, let's see what we got. So that would lead to the fact he's got great hands, which after the season they, they we got him, this year, we right. need that. They got him running a 4-4-9. Four, four, so, wow. I mean, I, I'm not going to say no to that. Um, no. Pull it up. Give me one. There we go. All right. Hands. 10, inch, ten and 3 eighths inches. Mm. Those are oven mitts, okay? Those are mitts. Those are not hands. Those are mitts. 33-inch arms, a 33-inch arm length. You want your defensive tackles and defensive ends to have 33 inches. You want your guards and your and your tack like you want your trench guys to have those type of. He has a he has a he has a he has a uh, wingspan of 79 inches. I I'm I'm I listen. He's 23. Um, you know he'll be 24 at some point during the season but this and this is not a slot guy he's not a slot guy you could play him in the slot but i, I think you'd be wasting i think he's a really good uh x or y receiver um i hope buffalo takes a look at him in the later rounds i have a couple of videos that i want to show of zakari franklin and, and you tell me all right. And, and yo, listen, the dude's touchdown dance is absolutely sick. Okay. <laughs> I love it. I love it. But let's get into it. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Look how he tracks the football, man. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. There it is. There's the touchdown dance. Nice. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Yo, he got spun around. You know, he got spun around. Still, still managed to track the football. Mm-hmm. I, I, I think he's, I think he's gonna be, I think he's gonna be pretty good. Here's another one. Oh, I like that one. Wow. You got it. Like, it's the. This is off press man too. This is off press man. And he gets both feet down. One. Yep. Bang. I, I just want I'm, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna play this one one more time. It's this was press man coverage. Yeah, that's beautiful. This is press man coverage, bro. And he caught it with his hands. He didn't try to bring it into his body. He kept the ball in his hands and finished the catch. That's it. Yeah, that's great footwork. That's it. This dude is lethal on slants. He, I'm t- he catches. He's a hands catcher. He's a hands catcher. And, and and listen, when I say productive, this is what I'm talking about. Look at his numbers, man. His last three his three years, actually all four years. I mean, as a true wow. freshman. The kid played, you know, he got 38 receptions, almost 500 yards. That's that's pretty solid. But then his sophomore year, just, you see the progression, bro. Junior and senior, 81 catches, a thousand, one, over 1,000 yards, 12 touchdowns. And his senior season, 94 catches, over 1,100 yards, 15 touchdowns. Now, he did transfer to Ole Miss. 
you know, probably trying to uh, upgrade his uh, draft, uh, draft draft stock. He he got a, he he got injured in the uh, off season, and mm-hmm. it was like a hamstring thing. It was nagging him all year. He didn't really get to play. Um, hmm. So, you know, yeah, it's interesting with but, uh, who's the coach at uh, the old USC coach is at Ole Miss. Oh, Lane, Lane Kiffin. Kiffin. Lane Kiffin. Yeah. And they they uh they handled my Penn State in the Lions in a bowl pretty easy. They have a heck of an offense. He would have yeah. he would have his draft stock would have been much higher if he would have played a full season under Lane Kiffin in that offense. So yep. you may have found that yeah. th- that leads more to this could be a, a little hidden gem. He's a, he a steal dog, mm-hmm. Brian. He's a steal. He's a steal. I I implore everybody when you're done, like don't take my word for it. Don't take my word for it. Go watch Keon Coleman yourself. Go watch Zakari Franklin at UTSA yourself. Don't don't take my word for it. Just go watch it. Don't listen to me. I don't want you to listen to me. I want you to go and watch these kids for yourself and then come back and be like, yo, you know what? Them dudes is dogs, man. Mm-hmm. Those, guys, those guys are dogs. So... And- this is a pivotal draft. I mean, we have 10 picks. We have ample opportunities to fix some needs on this team to get, especially get younger at safety because our dynamic duo is unfortunately towards the end here, Poyer and Micah Hyde. So it, it, this is the kind of, this is the kind of draft we, we, we have to hit home runs here for sure. I mean, obviously yeah, it's a it's it's hard, it's a lot to ask to hit on all ten picks or nine picks or eight picks, but with a leave of four, even forties, we we need to hit some home runs here. If you told me we could get four impact players in this draft, I think I would sign up for that right now. I think we have an opportunity to get six. I think mm-hmm. we I think we I think we need to get six. I think we need to get six guys that contribute day one. Uh, we need wide receiver yep. two to contribute day one. We need all the defensive line players to contribute and we need at least one safety contribute mm-hmm. day one day yep. one Whittle, we had a question from donna in our chat of a question of the day for Whittle for the draft what about javon baker wide receiver is he a ucf kid if i remember correctly yeah yeah he is any thoughts on um, any thoughts on him i think he's going to go in the third or fourth round and for me, if we go wide receiver in round one, the value of defensive the defensive line is too high. Because I like if you look at it, we're we're bringing Diggs back. Uh, again, hello, Diggs is not going anywhere. Thirty one million reasons why he's not going anywhere. Unless you mm-hmm. have thirty one million dollars to debt to donate to this dead cap, Diggs <laughs> is not going anywhere. Diggs will be back. Diggs' best years were with Josh Allen. And Josh Allen's best years have been with Stefan Diggs. There's no reason to break that up. Let's just enhance it by uh I was gonna make a bad analogy and I'm glad I didn't. This is a family friendly show. We're just gonna okay. take that marriage and we're gonna spice it up by adding in some extracurricular things like getting a wide receiver too. That's going to mm-hmm. help spice things up. It's going to make that marriage feel fresh again. And and yep. that's what we want. We, we want to feel fresh again, right? Mm-hmm. So get some help out there. Get get somebody that's going to, that's going to win. That's going to consistently win uh, again, against their, their, their assignment. Um, He's a great blocker. I hope he's the guy uh, already. He's already a good blocker. Um, so, you know, that that's that's another thing. Um, but Javon Baker, let me answer the question. Sure. I like the player. I just don't like the range that he's going in. Um, I think we need to prioritize getting younger on defense in, that, in the same area of the draft that he's rejected to go into so we gotta go we gotta von miller's old 
We need another defensive end. We can't just have Russo and Epinesa going forward. So we need to add another guy there. Um, we have one defensive tackle sign. Uh, maybe they bring Daquan Jones back, hopefully, possibly, probably. They bring him back. We still need to fill the spots behind Daquan and uh, and Ed. I mean, you know, we lost Daquan for virtually the whole season. So uh, we definitely got to get young there. We definitely got to get younger. We got to get bigger and, and, and more effective against the run because um, we're going to continue to run that nickel. So. There's that. And it's just the range, the range that he's going in. I like the player. Just, I just don't think that in the range he's going to be drafted. I think we're, we're, we're going to be going in a different direction. Any other questions from the chat? Because we are approaching one hour. No, we are. This this is the fastest hour of my week right here, Whittle. So it's just, uh, I feel like we just started five minutes ago and we're almost done. So. No, but thank you all yeah. for the questions in the in the group chat. So it's been lively as ever. So uh, next is, week is and next week, Riddle. No. Next week you're gonna get a Beyond seven one six mock draft version one. Pick sure to go wrong. Oh, nice, nice. So I'll bring that to the to the forefront next week. So give me a week to uh, get on that, and then also start taking a little deeper dive going forward into free agency. Again, yeah. we're not gonna we're not gonna profile the top top players. I mean, as much as we would love to say a T Higgins could end up in Buffalo, we know realistically that's just not gonna be the case. So we're gonna and I would love to get the other Josh Allen. So we have two Josh Allens, but we know that's not gonna happen. So we're but we're gonna go in and take a little dive and you know, see what kind of hidden gems we could find. And so we'll, we'll definitely get to that as the weeks go go forward. One more thing before we get out of here. Uh, so new new defensive backs coach, right? Mm-hmm. I expect Kyrie to play better this year. What do you think? Absolutely. And, so and you know, and Kyrie showed enough at the end of the year to suggest there's no reason to give up on him whatsoever at this point. Absolutely, especially I with think- Trey tearing his mm-hmm. uh, Achilles. A hundred percent. I mean, as much as we love Trey, and you know, I've said it here many times. If we're on a Super Bowl podium, if our team's on there, I want Trey White as one of the most front and center players from the era that we've had since you know this regime has arrived. It's just we just don't know what we're going to get out of Trey. We we just have to be real about it. Unfortunately, that's just reality. The severity of his injuries have been pretty large the last couple of years, so. I know we know we could do it, but until we see it, we just we we can't depend on Trey at this point until we until we know what we're working with. Yeah, I, I'm. I, this is it's not uncommon for you to have a major injury and then follow it up with another another major injury, um, especially when you go ACL. Uh, something else usually happens after that because there's overcompensation. Or um, for me, when I took I, I tore my I tore both Achilles not not at the same time, but you know I've, I've had Achilles tears in both legs. Um, mm-hmm. Once I got back to playing basketball and I could do some of this, I could do most of the stuff that I was doing before the injury. Once mm-hmm. I got comfortable. I didn't put as much work into the maintenance of continuing to work on strengthening my lower body. Sometimes that happens. Uh, Trey, going forward, once he's back, back, he's going to have to continue to uh, constantly strengthen his lower body, strengthen his legs, strengthen his hamstrings, his quads, his calves. Like he's going to have to continue to work on those things to make sure that they are loose, lucid, and 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 in 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 the best shape that they could possibly be in to avoid mm-hmm. further injury. Absolutely, um, so it's going to be a maintenance thing. But that if Kyrie comes back and has a great year, uh, Kyrie comes back and he he's playing well, uh, that puts us in a predicament. We have two corner slots uh, on 
on the outside, and we would have three guys that would uh, essentially fill those spots. So Christian Bedford, Russell Douglas, and Kaya Elam. What do we do? What would you do? Wow. <laughs> I mean, we do have pleasant problems here as far as I'm concerned. I mean that's the the very very first thing I could think of. I mean, but yeah, but but back to your one point about Trey. Yeah, I mean I tore my quad tendon. I mean I'm no athlete, but you just never quite feel the same, right? It, you notice how right. Achilles tears. You know, and imagine being a high level athlete. There is that mental side of it, and you're just compensating certain parts of your body just a little bit differently than you did before, and you just can't explain it and. So that's why I we have to remember these guys are human. This isn't like Madden when a guy goes down for eight weeks and he comes back and he's right in your lineup and all his ratings are perfect and everything's fine. So we just we we really have to keep that in mind. But if anybody could do it, I know Trey can, but we're just gonna have to see and find out. Yep. Yep. He's gonna have to give up some of that money too. But that's another conversation for another day. Yes, we'll get to We'll have we could do a whole show about our restructuring, which we will do as well. Absolutely. You want you want to do that next week? Yes, I think that would be a great idea. All right, let's do it. So y'all know what time the, is next week. Get get through the Super Bowl and we're on to our favorite part of our season again. So there we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we have approached and overtaken one hour. Um, we're doing much better with time, though. Like we're kind of closing mm-hmm. this thing out right around an hour versus yeah. what we we were doing like a minute, uh, hour and eight, hour and a half, almost, hour and twenty, yeah. yeah, hour and a half, yeah. Especially when we have guests. Yeah, but you know, Whittle, I think this 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 is part of our. This 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 is part of our shtick, so to speak. You know, nine to ten ish. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. So <laughs> I love it. Is right? We'll we'll be here on time. Yeah. But hey, we may be here a little bit longer than you than you thought. So give you a little um, more than you paid for. <laughs> um, yeah. So next week, uh, coast to coast, I will. We're gonna uh, reach out to some some cap cap knowledgeable people. Maybe we'll have a guest next week. And uh, you know, to kind of get into this and explain it a little further, which would be fun. Uh and mm-hmm. yeah, that's about that's about it, man. So uh yeah, Brian, and, uh, anything? Yeah, just one last thing. Anybody out there, we are on Apple Podcast and Spotify. Well, so yes. if any of you are out there, we would greatly appreciate if you gave us a follow there, even gave us a review, that'd be wonderful. And if you download our shows weekly, that would be even better. So we would greatly appreciate it. You could always listen to us on YouTube, but just want to put that out there. If you're out there, we'll send some links and information about that from our Twitter page. And some, they're, they're, if you go to our Spotify and our uh, Apple, um, there's content there that's not on YouTube. It's, just for, it's audio only. So if you think we're ugly and you don't want to look at our ugly mugs, that's fine. Or if you think we're gorgeous and you don't want to be tempted. <laughs> Um, by our by our, our stunning uh, good looks, you know you can you can definitely check us out audio only and just have to listen to our sexy voices. Uh, maybe you can compose yourself, or maybe you can't. I don't know. Uh, but we are we're going to continue to talk bills. We're going to continue to talk off season uh, and and try to bring you guys, you know, some content that you know. That, that you might not be getting from other places. Uh, we will continue to feature players next week. You'll get more Keon Coleman videos. Uh, I'm going to do some Troy Franklin stuff next week. And uh, I'm going to look into the two other. I'm going to look into Trey Taylor, try to get some film on him. And there's a running back in Memphis. Oh, yes. I think it's like six feet, five ten, something like that. Two hundred and ten pounds, and he's supposed to run a sub four four forty. So, uh, I will be looking for his film, and I'm going to try to bring that to you next week as well. 
I'll do the best that I can. We'll get as much out here as we can, and then you know we'll go from there. Fantastic. Uh, all right. So as always, coast to coast Wednesdays. We started. We start around nine, and we end around ten. And it's ten oh five. We've been on for an hour and four minutes. <laughs> so uh, check us out, man. Like, subscribe, leave us a comment. If you hate us, uh, refer, you know, send us to your enemies and let them, uh, let let us take care of them. Uh, if you love yeah, us, send us to your family, man. Send us to your Bills fan that you know, and, and we'll go from there. We'll, we'll take care of the rest. Uh, we thank you guys always for the support. We thank you guys for interacting in the chat. All my people on Facebook, all our people on Facebook, uh, YouTube, and Twitter. Uh, go Bills. Go Bills. Uh, have a good night, everybody. You too, everyone. Thank you. <laughs>